Happy New Year. I got a response. <laughs> They're awake now. Anyone else struggle getting up this morning? Yeah, it was hard. I did not like it at all. But anyway, <laughs> if you were here a couple of weeks ago when I spoke just before Christmas, you would have known that I spoke on some weird Christmas traditions. I did think I should have checked for an update on the giant straw goat, and I didn't. So I might do that later and just see whether or not it's still standing. I really hope it's been burnt down, because three years in a row just seems like too long for it to have survived for. But So this year, it's my PowerPoint coming up. There we go. Weird Traditions Part 2, because I missed the weirdest tradition of all, which is resolutions. We all make resolutions, well, most of, some of us make resolutions at Christmas, at New Year. But it's a weird thing, because why do we do it now? So, to start with, I thought I'd look up the definition of resolution, which is a firm decision to do or not to do something. Has anyone made a resolution this year? Few of you? Okay. I won't ask you to share what they are unless you're really keen on telling me. No? Fine. Of those who have made them, has anyone broken them already? Good job, Kirsty. <laughs> we like honesty. Yeah. Resolutions are really hard and they're, they're a bit difficult to keep. It's a weird time to try and start them as well at New Year because like, everyone is completely out of their normal schedule. The rhythm of life is very different, and so trying to start them at New Year is just weird, because they just go out the window as soon as we all go back to work. But I thought it would be fun to start with a game of resolution consequences. So I need four volunteers, I need two adults, and two young people. If you've already been up today, I'm not going to pick you. So, William, do you want to come up? Darlene, you can come up. And two adults... Nominate yourselves, come on. Come on, Beth. You can come up. Another adult. Come on, Chris. There we go. Great. So, if I can get you to take a pen. So, if you've not played Consequences before, the way it works is one person writes down the start of a story and then they fold the sheet over and pass it to the next person who writes the next line. This is Resolution Consequences. It's slightly different. We're going to collectively write some New Year's resolutions. So you'll see on the top, on this piece of paper, you've all got some like sentence starters. I'll read them out to everyone as we go. Um, so what we're going to do is you're going to write down the start of your sentence. So well, you've got the start of the sentence, sorry. You're going to finish the sentence, yeah, and then fold over the page and then pass it to the person next to you and you'll pass up this end. Um, and then we should end up with some really odd resolutions, hopefully. So the first sentence is, you need to think of a, a famous person or just someone, and it's, oh sorry, no you're not, that's the second one. Think of something you would like to do and complete the sentence, this year I'm going to run a marathon, don't know, join the cadets, I don't know, go for it. Once you've got something written down, fold the page over so they can still see the next sentence starter. Fantastic. 
Over towards you, William. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Now. There you go. Brilliant. Okay, so pass them on. If I, I'll carry yours up to the other end. There we go. Right, so the next one is, and I'm going to do this with, so this can be anyone that you like. They can be non-existent, I don't mind. It's not my resolution. (laughs) I'm going to do this with Barbara Windsor. I don't know why she came into my head. <laughs> okay. Fold your page over again. Once you've got your person down. Okay. Okay. Pass them on. For the third one is a time scale. So I'm going to do this by. When are you going to do this by? How long are you giving yourselves to do your resolution? I like to be like really strict. I'm going to lose four stone by next week. That'd be great. Cool. And last fold. And then the final one. Pass them down. So everyone should have written on every piece of paper after this one. So some equipment. To do this, I will need, what will you need to do your resolution? What's it going to take? I'm excited. I don't know what's coming. Okay. Nice one. Are you done? Collect them all up. Thank you. Am I going to be able to read all of your writing? (laughs) Great. Okay. So what have we got? The first resolution. This year, I'm going to start going to the gym. It starts well. I'm going to do this with... A little help from my friend Stormzy. Of course. I'm going to do this by one o'clock. It's a tight timeline, but it's possible. The gym is open. To do this, I'll need a suit of armor and a Netflix subscription. It started well. It got a little bit ridiculous towards the end. Okay, second one. This year, <laughs> this year I'm going to only eat cabbage. <laughs> and I'm going to... <laughs> this one almost makes sense. I'm going to do this with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I'm going to do this by Monday tea time. <laughs> to do this, I'll need a car to drive me there. Okay, cool. These make surprisingly more sense than I was expecting. Uh, Right, number three. This year, I'm going to eat chocolate. I like that. And I'm going to do this with Paul Hollywood. Someone's entering Bake Off. I'm going to do this by 
next week. And if they put lose five stone, <laughs> not if you're eating chocolate with Paul Hollywood, to do this, I will need ninja stars and flapjacks. <laughs> Again, one that almost makes sense. Okay, and the final one, what have we got? This year, I'm going to eat more muesli. I'm going to do this with Michael Jordan. I'm going to do this by next Saturday, I promise. And to do this, I'll need petrol and some fish. (laughs) Of course. Brilliant. Can we give these guys a round of applause? Thank you very much. Cheers. That was fun. Anyone fancy any of those resolutions? Eating chocolate? Joining the gym? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe eating chocolate and joining the gym. Maybe joining the gym after eating chocolate. Who knows? So, that was some fun. Here, I've got a chart. This apparently is a chart. You can't really see it very well. These are America's top New Year's resolutions for this year. I couldn't find any for the UK for this year. So, this is a survey of 2011 American adults in November on what they were intending on doing for their New Year's resolution. So, top is manage finances better. Then you've got eat healthier, be more active, lose weight, improve mental well-being, improve social connections, learn a new skill, be more eco-friendly. Is there at the bottom, 22% of people said they would be more eco-friendly this year. So some of them are pretty good. I like most of them. They're all fairly good. And they're fairly standard resolutions. If you look through most of these, what are the top New Year's resolutions that people make? They're all sort of in this... In, in, in this sort of similar vein. There's always something about money, something about being more active, something about losing weight or eating better. And they're all sort of to do with either making or breaking habits. So, I want to eat healthier. I want to break the habit of bad eating and get into a habit of eating better. I want to be more active. I want to go to the gym more. I want to make that something that I just do, something that I do every day. And so, and habits are something that that we should all try and be in. And so we have spiritual habits uh, as, as Christians. And so this month in Encounter, we're going to be looking at spiritual habits. And so some of the things we're going to be looking at are prayer and, and Bible reading. Um, and actually, they're two things that sometimes we, we have as New Year's resolutions. A few years back, I set myself the goal of reading the Bible in a year. It lasted not very long because the Bible is a very long book and it's really boring when you get to around like week three or four, when you get out of Genesis and start moving into Leviticus and it's just like names of people and numbers and yeah, anyone that's done it, you are a hero and congratulations. But the Bible in a year is, is a massive, it, it's something that I said a couple of times and failed massively. And so, but they're things that we should be doing every day. And so what I wanted to do was, what, I can't remember what my next slide is now. Resolve, that was it, that was it. I, I, I searched on Bible Gateway for resolution. The word resolution is not in the Bible. The word resolve is, and its definition is fairly similar to resolution. It's just to make a resolution is to resolve to do something. Um, so I searched resolve instead. Resolve comes up four times in the Bible. So I picked out two of them. The first one is Daniel. 
Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. He asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. So when Daniel was put in the king's court, all of the the people that were put there with him were allowed to eat from the king's table. And so they were fed very well because the king wanted them healthy. Daniel didn't like the idea of eating meat that had been sacrificed to uh, false gods. And so he asked if he could not eat them, which they weren't particularly happy about. Is anyone doing veganuary? Anyone going vegan for January? No? If you were, it's basically Daniel's diet. He just ate vegetables and drank water for, I can't remember how long. I don't know. Um, It was a little while. And uh, yeah, it worked for him. And he looked healthier, it says, than the rest of the king's people. And so he was allowed to to carry on. Second place it comes up. Not the second place. Um... Another place it comes up is in 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so Paul talks about when he was with the Corinthians, he wanted to only talk about Jesus and what he had done and nothing else. And, and that was all that he wanted to talk about. And he said, that's what he does. Um, and so like the Bible encourages us to, to read daily. Is there another Bible verse now? I think there might be. Yeah, here we go. In Acts, it says the the disciples devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. They hadn't written the Bible, the New Testament at that point, so it's basically the New Testament. Uh, to the breaking of bread and to prayer, and they did this daily. And so we're encouraged to do this daily, just like we are when we make New Year's resolution. Like when we make a New Year's resolution, it's something that we want to do either daily or weekly. It's something that we want to do regularly. We want to make a habit out of it, and we should make a habit out of reading the Bible and meeting together and praying. But it's a, tr- it's a struggle. I struggle with it. I'm sure you guys struggle with it too. Um, and so I thought perhaps we could all do with some advice. And so I searched for how to keep your New Year's resolutions. And I found an article in the Telegraph on Friday called The Science of How to Stick to New Year's Resolutions. And so I thought I would share with you some of the wisdom from the Telegraph. So here are some points. I think they're all applicable to good spiritual habits as well. So the first one was do it with a friend. Because actually, when we're doing stuff on our own, it's really difficult to keep going. And actually, if we've got someone that we're doing it with, it's much easier. If you're going to the gym by yourself, it's really easy to not get up at six in the morning and head to the gym. If you're meeting someone at the gym, it's really difficult to stay in bed because they're going to be like, where were you this morning? So if you could do it with a friend... Do it with a friend. It's much better to do it that way. Second one, don't expect lasting change for at least three months. Apparently, science tells us it takes 66 days to form a habit. So you are not going to become that uber spiritual person overnight. You are going to stop and miss a day or miss a week. It's going to take time to get into the habit of reading the Bible every day. And so you need to take it slowly and just keep going because it takes that amount of time to get going. The third one was try moving house or at least changing environment. Apparently, it's much easier to break habits and make new habits when we have a large upheaval in our life and moving house is something that does that. But actually, we're not all moving house all of the time to try and set new habits because that would be chaos. Um, So changing the environment that you're in. If your current structure is that you sit down at night and try and read the Bible or do your devotions in bed... And you keep falling asleep, which I am amazing at doing. 
falling asleep while I'm reading the Bible. Try moving out of your bedroom. Go and sit at the dining table. It's much more difficult to fall asleep at a dining table. If you find that you get distracted by things that are going on, if you're sitting in the lounge trying to do it, move to a different room. Go in the garden. Go for a walk. Do something different. Change the environment that you're in to try and encourage your the what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, the next one, use visual auditory cues. Some of us find it really difficult to actually read the Bible because reading is a struggle. I'm quite a slow reader. When I try to do the Bible in a year, it's approximately like three chapters a day when you do that. I tried to do it with Sarah. Sarah's quite a fast reader. She would get through it in about 15, 20 minutes. It would take me at least 45. So it's not the sort of thing that you can keep up for any length of time when it takes 45 minutes a day to do it, because it's way too long. But actually, if you were to listen to three chapters of the Bible, someone else is reading it, and so you don't have to, and you can be doing other stuff. And actually, there are some great audio Bibles that are free. You can buy a nice one with, like, Poirot reading it, if you'd like. Poirot is a nice guy. He's got a beautiful voice. Um, but if you listening to the Bible might be easier than reading it. And so find some other ways of doing things. Don't limit goal setting to New Year. I said earlier that setting a, uh, having, making a resolution at New Year is really difficult because actually we're all out of rhythm. And so try setting it at a different time. Last summer at my birthday, it's in June. If anyone wanted to know, my birthday's in June. Um, I'll take presents. They're great. Um, but uh, after my birthday, I decided I wanted to learn Spanish. And so I started doing a Spanish thing on my phone. Um, it went well for a little while. But actually, then I stopped because I'm really bad at keeping to doing things regularly. Um, and so I've started up again this year. And the app that I'm using is doing like a 90 days thing. And so it sends me notifications every day and gives me like celebration-y things when I do it. It's great. Um, but pick another time of the year, where it's at a time when you're in a regular rhythm to start doing something, because actually then you'll know where it fits into your regular rhythm. If you start doing something just after Christmas, when you haven't got to go to work for a few days, then you've got loads of time to do it. If you start doing something in the middle of July when you're already at work, much more difficult to not fit it in, because you've found that space to fit in. Last one, Pick small, concrete actions. So, don't set huge goals. The Bible in a year is a massive goal because your deadline is a year. You've got to do it every day for a year. But actually, try something smaller. Try a seven-day reading plan to start with. If you make it through a seven-day reading plan, do another one. If you miss a few days, do another one. And once you start doing seven-day reading plans every seven days and you're doing it every day, move up to the next one. If you make massive goals, you rarely meet them. If you make small goals, you meet them much easier. It's much easier to say, I'm going to go to the gym once a week than saying, I'm going to go to the gym every day. You might end up at the gym every day, but that shouldn't be your goal because if that's your goal, you're definitely going to lose it because there's going to be a day you're not going to get out of bed. And so the Bible encourages us to read and pray every day. And so, wouldn't it be great if as a church, we were all reading and praying and meeting together every day? Like, what sort of change would we see in our community if we all were committed to praying for our community every day of the week? And actually, if we read further on in that passage in Acts, it gives us, I think it's there. Yeah, there we go. It gives us a bit of an idea. It says, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. 
How cool would that be? If we were seeing new people coming into the church each week because of our faithfulness in prayer. But we need to be able to do that with other people. So if that's something that you feel like you need help with, I definitely know I need help with it. Find someone this week that you can commit to praying with or start a reading plan with them on Uversion. Uversion is a great app. I definitely recommend it. You can start plans with other people and then you can see whether or not you've been reading it and you can encourage each other to do that. So those are my tips for keeping your New Year's resolutions. Well, not my tips, the Telegraph's tips for keeping your New Year's resolutions, but also to help build good spiritual habits.